Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's Luke and Pete Shaw. How are you doing, Luke Miller? From the depths of the sea, back to the block. It's the Luke and Pete Show. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I... Well, we just put a pin in the um, World Cup Football Rambles, of course, so we're feeling very relaxed, aren't we? Stick a fork in me. I, I am, am done. done. Uh, how have you been, Luke Miller, this week? Been okay. Been, been okay? Been busy, uh, B? Yeah, World Cup and all that kind of mm. stuff. But um, one thing's really been um, sort of getting on top of me mm. is this lack of rain. Yeah, Soho has not recovered from pride. It still smells like a Red Bull yeah. and a condom. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. And how long ago was that? Uh, time of record? A week, a week ago. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I'm not. I've not looked into this scientifically, but being a Brit, I am uh, obviously obsessed with the weather. Yeah, and I don't think we've had any rain in South London where I live for I think tomorrow it'll be five weeks. Oh, I mean, we had a big thunderstorm. Yeah, in you Central, guys did, but we didn't yeah. have that. Oh, didn't North that. and Central had that. We didn't have that. Holy moly. So, the, the, I mean, I'll tell you what, if you were a kid that was born at exactly the right time, um, so you're now starting to so, sort of take an interest in things and have a look around and, and start to get your neural pathways connected, yeah. you probably think that grass is yellow, not green. <laughs> and you'll be thinking, why is Tom Jones singing the green, green grass of home? Yeah. When is he drunk? Have, when in fact it should be yellow by Coldplay. Yeah. Why is Tom Jones's hair white now and it used to be black and it changed overnight? I feel an impression coming on. Oh, 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 oh. I sang with Elvis. Is that I right? sang with Elvis. Did he sang with Elvis? Yeah, he always says that. Oh, I was uh, chatting to, we'll get on to uh, my uh, movement soon, but I was chatting to... Uh, Alex Capranos from France Fernand. He just been to. Hob he just got back again. from uh, Graceland. Hobnobbing again, please. And, uh, yeah, and, well, you've been to Graceland, haven't you? Yeah, and um, hence the conversation flew like wine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unusual for you. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he um, he's been, and it was just kind of like he told me the point that his house is like he's just a, a normal bloke who really liked to party. So the house is just a big party house, and it was. It was like a really humble abode. It wasn't massive. Why were you there? Why was I there? Yeah. I was on holiday. Oh, okay, right. Uh, that was a couple of years ago now. But right. it was. I just remember sort of thinking, he's got a lot of tellies around. Uh, he's got a lot of like cool statues and stuff. And people are saying, oh, this is a dreadful, kitschy house. And I was thinking, what around going, I quite like this house. <laughs> this how, looks amazing. How, so big's this, is, how big's his telly? Well, just the normal size of the day. Because obviously he died back, back in the day. But like, hmm. his tellies were only about 
this big. What's that? A thirty inch maybe? Yeah, I suppose he um, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have had anything better. It yeah. would have been a big backed TV. He as wouldn't well. have been, but he wouldn't have believed how uh, small televisions, how thin they've got. He doesn't strike me big. as a man who enjoyed anything other than the giant and kitsch. Didn't so. he? Um, <laughs> didn't didn't he famously shoot a telly? Yeah. Um, some of the tellies in the house were on, which I thought was rather strange, because I was thinking, you're going to have to fix those. You're going to have to replace those, the cathode ray tubes. You're going to get a lot of screen burning. you probably struggle for cu- uh, parts now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Foolish. Is it true what they say about Graceland, that there's carpet on the walls? Yeah, there's carpet everywhere. It's like, a, it reminded me of my first school. They had like this kind of, um, I thought you would call it like a pit, where you used to have like the kids reading their books and stuff and going for sleepy time and stuff. Um, they, they would have like a dip in the floor and it was all carpeted. And it looked so nice. Very heavy shag carpeting. Yeah, I like that. I like Beautiful. that. I'm, yeah. I'm not really a big fan of the old wooden floor. No. I always fear spelks. Do you? <laughs> and so I've heard people say when they move into a new home, the first thing they want to do is remove the carpet because they can't deal with the amount of dirt and, and skin cells from old but people the, living in there. But they're the same people who the like... Before but, yeah, they're the same people who can't handle tube seats. And it's like, right. If you ever go to a tube seat on the, on the underground and smash your hand... Why would you do on that? It, right? Why would There's you do so that? much dust. Yeah. So many skin cells just kind of like like a cloud. But like why a... are you doing that? What? Why are you doing to that? To make a point. No wonder you've got <laughs> allergies. <laughs> <laughs> to make a point. I want everyone to see me. Yeah. Why won't you see me? No. What, and what did Alex Kapranos think of... Uh, obviously, he was Franz, very impressed. Front man of Franz Ferdinand. Yes. Very, very painfully skinny man. He's very painfully skinny. He was... Uh, they were just off the... Uh, I was basically at a festival, Noz Alive in Portugal over the weekend. It was wonderful. Um, my first European festival, uh, to which I realised, why am I bothering with the English ones? The lineups mm. are, are generally not as good as the European ones on, on the continent. And, and you don't uh, get ripped off. But you probably didn't pay, did you? No, I didn't no, pay. But the tickets were... Either, it never. was incredibly corporate. There were Isus the laptop manufacturer and McDonald's oh, yeah. uh, and other uh, brands very much part of the festival, very much like making these kind of boutique experiences. Uh, so it was like a really kind of like off-brand McDonald's that they'd kind of like designed like a like a weird kind of shack. Um, and it looked good, um, but it's very corporate. But the thing is, um, the lineup was amazing. Like the, the, the money they spent on the lineup compared to how much the, the punters were spending. Yeah. It was like 60 euros for a day pass. Now, what's that? 45, 50 quid on a good day for the uh, pound. Yeah. On a bad day for the pound, it's about uh, 55, 60 quid. Um, and like that's good for a day festival. And also uh, the weekend pass for like 160, so that works out about 140. And for an English festival, that is insanely cheap because they, they are so expensive nowadays. Talk to me about the... Um... No VIP, no kind of like golden circle bullshit. Pete, talk to me about the accommodation options in that environment. Well, the accommodation o- options, it's not a camping festival, so you've got to get an Airbnb or a little uh, hotel. I happen to be in a very... Uh, the, the tourist uh, board of Portugal was spending a lot of money on getting a lot of uh, Rolling Stone journalists and uh, in turn spending a bit of money with, with my radio station. So we did a couple of shows out there uh, and interviews and stuff. And uh, Jack White was in my hotel. Yeah, Snaffling the breakfast cheese. I was very excited when you told me that. He's, he's a sort of guy, one of my favourite ever songwriters. And I don't care how uncool that makes me sound. Uh, but he's also... I think you know that makes you cool. So. Uh, uncool. It makes me sound uncool, I think. Nah. I think he's a bit uncool these days. Nah. Well, nah. Well, maybe we're both uncool. Um, <laughs> but um, he's one of those guys who comes across as quite intimidating. He's, and so I'd, be, I'd find it hard to talk to. I, I don't generally go up to people no, anyway. I wasn't, no, I, I never, I've never approached anyone ever, I think. No. The last person was Zezzy I4, who was uh, a character off T4, who was oh, yeah, 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 not yeah. good. No, and yeah. I enjoyed her work immensely. How was, how, um, how was she in comparison to, say, the great um, Otis? Otis Dealey. Uh, Otis Dealey is very much a better presenter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
he got mugged off by an autocue. He did. Um, a lack of an autocue. A lack of an autocue. Um, um, he, um, but um, Alex Brown was saying that, um, uh, what's his name, Jack White, has an all analogue uh, feedback loop on his ears. So his, yeah. his, his mixing desk on stage mm-hmm. is all analogue which means that the roadies probably fucking hate him. Yeah, he won't, go, he, won't, he won't go digital of anything and he won't... Mm. I, don't even, I don't even think he's got a car or a mobile phone. Oh, really? No, I think he's yeah. one of those type of anachronistic type guys. But anyway, Luke and Pete's show is the show where we talk crap for a while and then mm. tell some of your, the listeners' stories as well into the bargain. And I just... Pete, want to do my recently on, on Luke and Pete if that's well, okay? I can tell you bored about a Nos Alive story, so I mean, you know, that's the thing. Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit, yeah. The problem I have with it is it wasn't getting to a crescendo. Is there, is there anything, is there a payoff at the end that people can look forward Alex to? Alex Kapanos died. <laughs> oh, he did it. Franz Ferdinand uh, were playing a festival in Madrid the night before. Right. Massive Attack was scheduled to play on a different stage and Massive Attack cancelled because Franz Ferdinand were too loud. That cannot be true. International noise asbo terrorists, Franz yeah. Ferdinand, shredding yeah. their way through their set. Too loud um, for Massive Attack, so they cancelled. They also, they, Massive Attack also refused to get involved in any Bristol community events because of Bristol's, uh, in their in their view, Bristol's lack of um, dealing with the uh, history of slavery in the city. I see. Yep. That's another little true fact for you. Um, recently on the Luke and Pete show, for those of you who haven't heard it yet, Pete in- attempted the most amount of its bins in a minute. Mm. More on that later. That was um, less interesting than I was alive chat for me. Oh, I thought it was great. <laughs> it was, it was one of my it. highlights. Uh, someone chucked a huge amount of sodium off Skegness Pier in the 80s. That was good. Satisfying. That's that, good. Yeah, that was yeah. good. A uh, bit of camel urine. Yeah, not as good. <laughs> a bit of Japanese trains. Excellent. Some puncture repair kit chat. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Someone met Don King. <laughs> That's true. No, they didn't. Oh, well, they did, but they, they spoke in Italian. Yeah, refused to speak English yeah. uh, for some reason. And a man ejected from a plane into the middle of a thunderstorm. That's what we've been talking about recently. Yeah. Go back to Nozzle Live, Pete. Go on. That's all I've got. I'm empty. I'm You're empty. done. You're no. running on fumes. I had, lo- I had a lovely time, and I recommend uh, that festival. I recommend any festival that isn't in Britain. Right, but the, the, one of the things... This, like, is, this is Friday Night's lineup. Brian Ferry, then Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> <laughs> then Snow Patrol, and then the Arctic Monkeys. Mm. Where else are you going to get that? Brian Ferry's followed by Nine Inch Nails. And Pearl Jam had such heavy uh, security, uh, the, there was a man uh, employed just to watch Eddie Vedder's guitars. Insanity. A.K.A. the guitar tech. Yeah, well, no, he was, he, that's a different guy, isn't it? Is it fair for me to point out a slight discrepancy in the cost of European festivals that don't include camping when, of course, your Glastonbury and your Reading and Leeds mm. does, in fact, include a space to camp, which may affect the price. Is it's, that fair? No, because it's okay. twice as expensive and camping is um, miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. How much are you looking at for, for, a, for, a, um, for a ticket to Glastonbury next year? Jim? It's, it's into the 200s now, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's got to stop pretending that he's a farmer. I've said this before. <laughs> Tarmac the fucking thing. Stop pretending you're a farmer. Stop pretending that the environment... You, you ruin that field every two years. Every year. Every year. Well, yeah. they've, they've got a year off. It's they have, a fallow they, year this they have, year, isn't it? They have a fallow year in mm. five, I believe. Yeah. I um, think I think uh, they make so much money out of it. The uh, exposure they get from the BBC dictates that all of the big um, acts don't take home so much money and pay. Um, so they get their acts cheap. And I know they give a lot of money to charity, but they still make a hefty profit. Where you go? Tarmac it. Tarmac Glassman. I'm going to rename this show Real Talk with Real Pete Dawson. Real Talk with Pete Dawson. Tarmac it, Evis, you slag. <laughs> I can see you getting a, an ITV2 about 10am midweek show with these sorts of opinions. Yeah, and I'd li- have a little pen I'd twiddle it around. Yeah. 
What's on the phone, Sophie? Yeah, who's on the phone, Sophie? Yeah. Oh, it's that. Oh, other... it's, an it's a man trying to do a crank call. There's more people with mental health problems. Great. Mm. Um, just while you were, just to show you all uh, once and for all how little interest I had in your festival chat, mm. um, I took the liberty of just checking on my computer. Mm. And apparently in 1893. Apparently, Nilsa in my area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a pop up. It was a pop up. <laughs> it was a pop up. Um, it was a live jasmine pop up. <laughs> live jasmine. Has any? If anyone balls out the bath here, guys. Has anyone ever used live jasmine for anything? I, pres- I think it's cam girls, isn't it? What has kind of anyone? Of... Has anyone spent anyone on live jasmine? The because you... their marketing spend is obscene. The way you said that was like it can be used for a variety of different things. What <laughs> to help you do your home shopping? Looking at um, people's homes for inspiration. <laughs> Yes, that's in a side design. project they do. They exactly. do. They move the camera into different rooms and they show you decorating exactly. options. And and, um, and that's what you say to your wife. I was trying to look for a new look for our front room, darling. Our rumpus room, aka it was a it was a pop up yeah. uh, in eighteen ninety three. Pete, there was no rain recorded whatsoever um, from the end of February to mid May. Mile End in East London, and they Mile End in fact holds the record for no rain. Uh, 73 days from March the 4th to May the 15th. 120 years, well, 125 years ago now. Unbelievable. But. All that I can say is that my life is something, something. That's not and real, I like it? to watch the puddles gather rain. Yeah, it's not Blind Melon. Yeah. I hate Blind Melon. He, he sadly passed hippies. away early. Did he? Yeah. He, mm. The old heroines. The old heroines. Um, shall we... stars love heroin. They do. It's very got... Moorish. I've spoken with a guy from Sublime. Uh, apparently his mum said that uh, he uh, died from heroin because he tried it for the first time. I'm calling bullshine on yeah. that. <laughs> if anyone would know about his uh, sort of um, drug habits, it would definitely be his mum. Yeah. <laughs> people, pe- ah, people who are... My people... mum know about mine. Yeah. People... My mum know about mine. <laughs> People, Sorry, my mouth's numb for all this cocaine. I'm rubbing it in my gums. People, people are notoriously honest with their parents about the drugs they take. So it makes what sense. was your technique for uh, getting past your mum when you were absolutely pissed out your mind? Mine was yawning because you don't have to fall. If you're really tired, you don't actually have to form words because you just. No, I do this a little bit. How long can you realistically keep that up for? Every time you speak. I'm so sorry, Mum. I'm not drunk. I'm tired. <laughs> Your mum and dad would end up taking you to the hospital. So he has some sort of brain injury. He's got the yawn. <laughs> he's got. He's got a brain injury. <laughs> I. I would. What would I do? I would. I would invariably sort of make sure I got back after they were in bed. Yeah, that would be no, number one. Not tactic. my mum's up and about. She's worried. She's worrisome. Right. My dad would never give a shit. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to turn up on me. My mum and dad are up uh, to see my sister and the baby, and I'm going to turn up on the doorstep again. I love surprising my mum. It's brilliant. What does she do? She panics because she hasn't got any food in. Except she has. She's got a cupboard full of food, which is not something I have in my house. What does Stuart say? She's, she goes, all right, so what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> right, you moved away, didn't you? <laughs> what? Have you been living in the attic? Yeah. I thought London was miles away. <laughs> Very nice. Well, listen, we'll look forward to hearing about that. Pete, mm. should we have a little break and then do some uh, some of the stories that our listeners have kindly Fuck sent it. to us? Fuck it, all right then. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, Sheikh, you're telling me that drinking camel's jordan is part of the thing. Ach, you don't get me wrong. Ach, you don't get me don't wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't get... Oh, we did this last week. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, what, what do you want? I've got a few... Oh, do you know what? Before we go into the emails proper... Oh, um, we're on the precipice, are we? We've no, carried we are. you over the... No, uh... This is an email, but it's a very brief one. Okay. It's from Ben Doohan, who says, All right, chaps. Doing an email here. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I counted 94 itch bins. Wow. So well over the 50. Mate, I smashed it. You did. You almost doubled it. Wow. Um, he says, I literally have fuck all better to do. <laughs> so he's counted them, Pete, and you Bless managed you. to do 94 in a minute. How many... Um, if you didn't have that break spins. towards the end... What was the thing that I kept saying? It's spin, spin it, it, spin it, spin it. Yeah. How many spin it's were in there? Yeah. There's probably the same amount, work. right? Yeah, probably. the same amount. So that's from Ben Doohan. So he starts off the email uh, section with that little uh, Philip. Um, have you got an email that you want to do, Peter? Uh, I've got an email. It's not strictly for the Luke and Pete show, though, but it was kind of long and it was a lovely story. Okay. Um, so I thought I'd whack it in. It's, it's, it's for the football ramble, but it's kind of not football related, really. Okay. Um, hi, guys. Uh, last week was the one year anniversary of my father's death. And for whatever reason, this soccer, sorry, football related memory popped up. Uh, I think you're talking about England and the 96 Euros. I thought you'd all enjoy it. Uh, the year was 1996, and as you remember, England were a decent team, and many believed they could actually win the Euros. At the time, we were living in Brunei uh, with my parents teaching there. Because oh. we talk a lot about displaced youths kind of growing up in weird places. I think it's quite interesting. The diaspora. Mm. The Sultan had a bit of a thing for England, and so we had radio broadcasts of what I assume was uh, BBC Radio or something uh, on the radio. I was about 10, so not all of this uh, will be perfect. We would listen to it every day in the car and hear all of the excited chat about the three lions and I vaguely remember the song Three Lines on a Shirt. Well, um, it's called Three Lines, isn't it? called Three Lines, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, as I uh, write this, I realise the tournament was some sort, some, somewhat a point aside, but relevant to the esteem that the English players of the time were held in. Some of the teachers at my school my dad taught at were in a local team that happened to play in a league that also had the Sultan's team in it. He didn't play, of course, just there was some vague affiliation. Right. Anyway, when the two teams clashed, the teachers came out victorious. They were asked to have a rematch, <laughs> which of course was accepted because who says no to the Sultan. Um, <laughs> for the rematch, the teachers were going to be a player or two short and asked Dad, a sportsman in other disciplines, to fill in for them. He declined but later regretted that decision because as the teams were warming up for the rematch, the teacher's side looked over to see a few new players jogging out for the Sultan's team. Imagine, in a basically social league, seeing jog out to play you in 1996, Teddy Sheringham, Paul Gascoigne and Alan Shearer. Wow. The, the Sultan had paid them God knows what he was the richest man in the world at the time to fly in and play this game to ensure his team won. Needless to say, they very much did. <laughs> That's an incredible. St- can, can, you, can you confirm the veracity of that? Well, well, this man is saying it would be a weird. I mean, footballers do these kind of hooky little jobs all the time. Rock stars do as well, you know. So, um, the Sultan of Brunei, the current one's got 12 kids. There you go. There you go. Uh, while uh, that is the football relevant bit, it is not the first literal royal fuck up my parents made in our time in Brunei. The Sultan was also a fan of Michael Jackson and flew him in for a concert. For whatever reason, my dad was tutoring uh, one of the Sultan's nephews and such was given tickets to the show. I say again, tickets to sit in the row behind the royals at a Michael Jackson concert still in his prime. Yeah, brilliant. The problem, they gave us uh, three tickets and we were a family of four. Instead of discussing this with us or saying, hey, we don't care, but what an experience, so one of us will take you kids, they decided to give the tickets away. Oh, that is ridiculous. To another family of four. I still bring this up with my parents as the most unforgivable thing to have ever happened to me. 
That, that is almost literally unforgivable. Yeah. You're talking about arguably, I mean, we've, we've opened the show talking about Elvis and his residence. Exactly. But Jackson's up there. Jackson! Jackson! Jacko in his prime. He does finish the email by saying, please don't give my full name. The Brunei government harassed us for years after we escaped in inverted commas, and it may be best to take a zero-risk approach to being found. Well, for giving the tickets away. <laughs> that You've been mugged off. Yeah, maybe that is. Well, great email. Thank wow. you very much for that. Um, well, you did. That was the right thing to do, Pete, taking yeah. over to Luke and Pete show. What, um, the Charlton of Brunei was the go-to richest man in the world chat in the 80s, wasn't it? Hugely. Now it's all about, like... Um, Zuckerberg's and and Bill Gates followed him. Yeah. And and, and now it's all about like um Well he's not flashy with it though, is he? I think the the, no. the, the Sultan was a bit more he he'd, he'd spent a penny every now and again. So he, to speak. He, he was just held up as the guy who um who was the one, wouldn't he? Why don't we talk about Ayatollahs anymore? No. I miss the Ayatollah Khomeini. Do you? No. <laughs> It's just one of those kind of, it's those words that you'd say it here so much. I re- and I realise why we don't talk about that anymore. But like, you know, when you're a kid, you hear like uh, Radovan Karavich mm. and Kreutzfeldt's Yakov's disease. We yeah. don't talk about these things anymore, and I miss them. They were an essential part of my youth. It's all terrorism now. It's literally what it is. <laughs> terrorism, terrorism Brexit, and Trump it's are the only it. three things it's that I've talked about. I'll tell you something now. Novachok. Novachok. Was it? Novachok. Novachok. I think that I haven't done this as a test, but and if you do this as a test and you need help, mm. every time I've turned the news on for the last two years, the opening story has been about either Brexit or Trump with no deviation. No, right. no deviation at all. Well, it's big, it's big things, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's, it's almost like the whole of news has been crystallised into like two or three subjects. We should be saying, while we're all dicking about and worrying about terrorism and Trump and Brexit, China are having a lovely time. Uh, well, you're, They're having a lovely time, mate. We're sending, um, we're sending our ambassador over to the, the Far East again, aren't we, next week? Uh, me? Yeah. I've got a career and a little bit in Japan. Well, so. uh, actually, cover story, but you, you, story, you're going over there. Yeah, 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 you're going yeah. Over. Uh, What about an email here from um, someone who wants to be uh, anonymous, so has referred to themselves as Domingo in Little Oakley. <laughs> Lovely Alan Partridge reference there. Now, we talked a lot over the last week or so about um, names you can't really call your children these days. If you have a baby, you're unlikely to call it a certain amount of names that, um, that, that we are all. Mm. Uh, I suppose blessed with now things like Keith anyway this is from Domingo who says lads just wanted to email in a story off the back of your Keith chat last week where you discussed in detail some names that you wouldn't call a child in this day and age I worked in a popular high street budget fashion retailer and during my tenure I've gathered up several funny stories of which this is one of my favourites as the way with budget retailers we do tend to attract a certain quality of clientele often bringing in their horrendous children with them and one day, a young mother was trying to get her two little grot bags under control. They were a boy and a girl, probably aged between four and six. As they ran around, presumably jacked up on red Smarties, who knows? Yeah. That's, that's an assumption. Uh, she, the, the mother shouted, Oi, you two, come over here. They ignored her. She tried a sterner approach. Will you stop misbehaving or you'll be in big trouble? Still, they ignored her. Finally, the mother snapped. Shakira, Colin, get over here Shakira, right now. Shakira, <laughs> Colin. Come on. And uh, Domingo says, I'm not sure if I feel more sorry for Shakira or Colin. In fact, definitely Colin, the little shit. Uh, music news, she was playing Lebanon last night uh, and did well, I think. Uh, and also, uh, that's incredible, Shakira. I mean, Shakira. which has come first there? Colin. She, she's either gone. I need a bit of a zhuzhing up. I like the Colin, thi- you're boring. Yeah, I like the thinking. It's either if Colin came first, it's like, oh, we can't call our kid that boring a name again. Yeah. And they've gone way too far the other way. Yeah. Or it's the opposite. His middle name is Copernic, though. <laughs> and his yeah. last name is Smith. Yeah. 
It is, that's right. Wonderful. Um, fantastic stuff from Domingo and Little Oakley mm. there. Um, have you got one there, Pete? I've got one here. Uh, actually, talking about um, things you don't hear very often uh, anymore. Uh, I was obsessed when I was a kid with laburnum seeds. What are they? Uh, it was they're literally a seeds that grow in on trees in England that are highly poisonous, and it was uh, quite a popular way of poisoning people back in the day. And it was in a lot of um, it was in a lot of like uh, Agatha Christie mysteries and stuff back in the day on uh, ITV. I so remember. I have heard of it, but you burn them seeds. So they would grind they... them up, put them in somebody's food, and it kills a man or woman. What? And they were just growing. Around they're in they're in trees. You can get a laburnum yeah laburnum uh, trees. How did I not know about that as a kid? Crazy, isn't it? We should have been warned about we that. We could have been. I think I remember being, but I think again, I think it's just because it was in um, you know Hetty Wainthrop or something. I'm lucky to be here. <laughs> You're a big seed eater. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's very just few things eater. we can, <laughs> there's very few things we can just eat off of, eat off trees and bushes, isn't it? Brambles were quite blackberries. Yeah. Blackberries, brambles, we used to go shit. picking blackberries, and there was a strawberry farm down the road from our house. Okay. Yeah. You're in the south, though. We got nothing. Yeah. It's used to we can't, we can't, there. can't even eat the fish. No, I remember the. Uh, <laughs> Can remember you not? My, no? my dad's mate. My dad's mate used to um, uh, fish in a particular spot on uh, in the North Sea, and uh, it was basically right next to the outlet pipe of London Power Station. Now that water goes across uranium rods. Wow! And, uh, but it was warmer because it had passed across these white hot uranium what? Uh, well, green hot, I suppose. Uh, if you watch Simpsons, Simpsons? Believe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, white hot, uh, green hot uh, uranium uh, uranium uh, rods, and um, so the water would be hotter. And so the fish would flourish, but unfortunately, like you, you don't want that fish. Uh, but this guy would just pull these massive fish out. The well, sea they're not and go, checked for safety or anything like that. Well, I, I think it's recommended not to do it really close to the outlet pipe. But this guy would just love being around the. Did outlet you pipe. eat them? No, I didn't eat them. But like my dad was like, "God, he's a young bloke. I don't know why he's doing that. He's killing yeah. himself eating that fish." Yeah, that's that's Dreadful. a bit full on, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Um, hello to I've got the name for this one. So apologies after introducing you two to the little apple of death. Uh, I'm coming back with the cutely named the Gimpy Gimpy Tree. <laughs> wow, that's cool. I like that. It lives in Australia. Where else? Yeah. Um, Super it's, Mario World. It's also known as the suicide uh, plant. So fuck cuteness, says the uh, emailer. Um, basically, take an ant sting and compare it to a hornet or a nest of hornets with synchronised thrust into your skin, and that's probably underselling it. It's been described as having huh. os- hot acid poured on you and then being electrocuted at the same time. There's a story of a man using it as, using it as uh, toilet paper and shooting himself in the face as the pain was so severe, hence the name. Moral of the story, Australia's full of evil entities, but you fucking knew that. Yeah, that is unbelievable. It's incredible, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah, It would the be gimpy, gimpy tree. Painful stingers in the world, apparently. There was a um, there was a story in the news the other day about um, some some scientists were t- um, asked to go and look someplace in the Midlands about a couple of spiders they saw someone saw spiders and they thought they were tarantulas mm. so they were like a, a pet that escaped or whatever or and they'd somehow they were breeding and obviously they're they're, they're being invasive species and they, they can be dangerous so they went and checked it out but the story took a turn when it said but unfortunately uh, one of the containers holding the tarantulas was fell over. And was knocked over, and they just scattered <laughs> off into the wood. So basically, oh, brilliant. Yeah. So they, they, what they've done is they've taken a potential disaster and just and insured it. One, yeah, yeah, insured definitely. it. Yeah. I had, a, I had horrible dreams about hands turning into tranches uh, as a direct result of me reading in a Kazuo um, Ishiguro book yesterday about hands turning into tarantulas. So that was horrible. So I, I you know, you mentioning tarantulas really upset me. My friend, uh, a good friend of mine, gets dreams when he has a heavy weekend of drinking. Mm. He gets what he calls mathematical dreams. What way does math? So he drinks. So if he goes to the pub after work on Friday mm. and has a bit of a weekend session, a, a sort of young man's session, but in an old man's body because he's my age. Mm. When he gets to Sunday night, when he doesn't have anything to drink, 
and he gets to get up early for work, so he gets anxiety about going back to work. He has mathematical dreams. And I asked him what, um, what sort of form they took, mm. and he said it's almost like slicing air and putting it in boxes while his mum in the background shouts at him, what about that? What about that? Wow. What about that? The same one every time. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's quite a weird dream, isn't it? I get, I get Monday morning anxiety, kind of like I've... I go into the studio and none of the buttons are working. Oh, I've heard that. That's quite a, that's quite radio, a common one for radio, radio people. Yeah, isn't radio it? anxiety dreams. I mean, it's not much different to my actual show, as I've, <laughs> that, I've probably made that point before. But You're, yours are more experiences than dreams. <laughs> uh, what about this from Dan? Hello, a waking to you. nightmare. Hello to you, Dan. He says, um, "Hi, Pete. Hi, Luke. Uh, I recently listened to podcast seventy-two. He says I'm a bit behind because of the holidays, the World Cup, and extra ramble." Uh, he says, you were discussing how Luke's parents paused the sex scenes out of Top Gun when recording the TV. And said, uh, how do you like that, Luke? Yeah, but they were, um, but were apparently, presumably, they were okay with the homoerotic volleyball scene. They were. Yeah. That, that, that wasn't really sort of register for something. You can reason. ride my tail and all that stuff. Uh, you can be my wingman any time. But that's at yeah. the end. That's at the yeah. end. The, the volleyball scene is them playing volleyball with their tops off with mm. while the tune playing with the boys plays in the background. <laughs> That's so wonderfully gay. And uh, it. Dan says, this reminded me of when my <laughs> uncle would get the VHS of Jurassic Park out and as I would become excited to watch the famous scenes with the T-Rex, he would quickly fast forward through this, much to my disbelief, as my cousin wasn't allowed to watch them due to the nightmares he may have. Very disappointing. Yeah. So, that's difficult, isn't it, if you've got two people in the room with vastly different ages? Maybe one was a bit younger, yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Very upsetting! I remember watching Jurassic Park at the cinema, probably one of my favourite films, and I remember seeing it at the cinema and thinking... And so we had this amazing cinema on the South Coast. I think at mm. the time, it's not there anymore, it was called The Ritz, and at the time it was the biggest screen on the South Coast. Proper right. old school, like, flea pit cinema. Mm. And I'd never... And, and Jurassic Park came out in, what, like, 93 or something? Yeah. And I'd been to the cinema loads of times with my parents by then. I'd have been 12. And I'd never once seen the upstairs circle bit open because it was like right. a proper theatre. Yeah, yeah. And when I went for the Jurassic Park, I looked at the ticket and we went in and they ushered us upstairs. And I was like, whoa, this is the a, fuck. This is a big event. The upstairs <laughs> at the Ritz is open. That's why you like Jurassic Park so much. Probably is, yeah. yeah. My wife walked down the aisle to the Jurassic Park thing. Which, what? Mm. And you came out as a velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, you're already standing at the front when you're the bloke. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a little growl I have to admit <laughs> no of course not um, there, thanks for that Dan lovely uh, lovely one do you want to do one more people before we one shoot one more off? yeah hello to uh, Andy Vaughan um, I started reading this I've not really looked at what it's about but let's just let's just go on you're freestyling you're freestyling hello gents Admit, admittedly the uh, gruesome details of this one are more in Pete's wheelhouse than Luke's I read this bit uh, and I don't <laughs> like to encourage him but having heard the shower curtain bullshit that was rude, bullshit, rude. by the way. Absolute rude, absolute nonsense. Uh, I felt I had to share my own drain blockage story. I have recently moved to an old Georgian townhouse where the kitchen is in the basement, so we have an outlet and drain just outside the kitchen window which connects to the uh, main sewer with a grill slash cover at ground level so you can see down to said drain. I should also note that we live at the bottom of a terrace about, of about 20 or so houses, uh, so the drainage flows down past our house on the way into the main system. Having been in the house for a few months, we noticed that every time we emptied the sink or the washing machine finished draining, the drain outside the kitchen window would back up as the water drain there was a uh, grey sludge beginning to amass which was gradually getting deeper. Oh, this Called, this is not going anywhere nice, is it? I called out the drainage people to investigate, assuming the sludge was a build of detergent slash food waste, etc. How wrong I was. Um, so every time we were releasing water into the system, it was forcing up excrement into the bit outside my kitchen window until uh, the, and the grey colouring was from detergent. Fortunately, it didn't smell too bad until it was disturbed 
at which point it was fucking rancid. Uh, the poor fella spent the best part of an hour on their knees in my neighbour's uh, poo, uh, trying to find the cause of the blockage, pulling through various items, including wet wipes, sanitary towels and tampons. Uh, they estimated we were a minimum of five years old. Various bathroom items that you probably shouldn't uh, be flushing, uh, although they were too small to be the culprit. They finally managed to snag the blockage, which was none other than a full mop head. Down the toilet? Not down the toilet, guys. You shouldn't be flushing That's anything. That's so mental. Other than toilet Who paper? does that? Yeah. Unless you've done it accidentally. But why you've got a mop head in the loo, I don't know. Well, unless you're cleaning with it, I suppose, and it's, it's gone down there. But why straight you, away, you've straight got away. no business. That's, ri- no, that's ridiculous. That's poor form. I gave them a cuppa and gave them an extra 20 quid for their troubles, as they no doubt earned it. And I'm pleased to report I've not had no issues since. Uh, cheers, Andy Vaughan. People assume that as soon as, soon as you um, flush your toilet, it's in the sewer. It's done. It's not. No. It was, I always remember being in Paris. Get Paris. Uh, every time I flushed, uh, every time I um, flushed the toilet, human excrement would come out of the shower uh, drainage. It was go. You being just, serious? It would just burp shit. And I and I emailed and I was like, oh, typical France day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I uh, and I emailed uh, the Airbnb lady and I went, look, I know we were there when uh, you you came to clean the clean the apartment uh, past curfew, but to be fair, guys. Uh, and also we lost some keys. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, guys, when I flushed the toilet, human excrement did come out. I think she went, it's not human excrement. Uh, you are confused because it's, uh, it's a different sewage system. I'm going, what is it then? What is it then? Yeah. What? It smells like oh. shit. It looks like shit. It's coming out of a, a system that I am all too aware of how it works. No, that's actually, that was actually the Mars bar dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do things in France. You would uh, know that, you British savage. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, There dear. we go. Disgusting. On that note, I think we should yeah. leave it. Let's get out of here. Let's burping, come back next week. Burping shower. Or later in the week. Yeah. All right, then. We'll see you soon. Bye. If you want to get in touch with the show, hello at lukeandpeacher.com. Don't. I was doing the introduction. I don't so trust you to do it. I don't trust you to do it. It's hello at lukeandpeacher.com. And if you want to review us on iTunes, apparently that's important. Give us five. 